The LA Clippers roster looks pretty set, but are there more trades to make? What potential players could be coming in? Is the front office up to something that we don't know about? We are going to be talking about the potential moves the Clippers could make right before the season on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thanks for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I am your host, Darian Vaziri, 18 years a Clipper fan. Also have my own YouTube channel and podcast known as Dime Dropper, where I go live and talk about Clipper and Laker games after they happen. And of course, do NBA history content and vlogs from various sporting events I attend. And for today's episode, I am happy to bring on another fellow Clipper podcaster and content creator, he just got his media credentials this season. You can catch him at the game. Um, last writes for last writes Clipper articles for Last Word on Sports, but also podcast host for SB Nation. And recently had Terrence Mann, Brian Seaman, and Luke Kennard on his show. My man John Lee, fellow Clipper fan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that intro. It makes it sound like I do a lot, even though I don't. But well, you do, man. I'm seeing you at the. I always see you on the on the Clipper Facebook pages, man, promoting the content. So that's always good stuff, man. We need more people pushing, and you know your stuff. Yeah, no, I like when I see that you like it. I was like, oh god, I always forget he's like indies, and because like sometimes I don't get many likes in some of them, and then sometimes I do. So I was like, oh cool, he liked my stuff this time. So yeah, thank you for that. Yes, sir. So guys, go check out their podcast. I mean, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Brian Seaman. Those are big names in the Clipper <laughs> community right now, but. Are we going to be adding any more new names to the Clipper community? I've been asked in the comments by you guys or by you what potential trades the Clippers can make. And obviously the biggest question mark for the team is that backup center position we've been talking about for so long. San Antonio Spurs center Jakob Portal from the Austrian went to Utah. Is now there's rumors that he's on the market. First, let me ask you, John, what are your thoughts of Jakob being a potential, the potential hole that we need in the roster? You think we need to go out and get a backup big, and how do you think he'd fit? Uh, I think, like, half two is, like, kind of strong. I think he would be a really good backup center, though, for them. Again, we don't really know what Moses Brown's going to do. I don't think they're going to run Nico and Rocco into the ground um, and make them play small ball all the time. But I do think you do need – an actual solid backup center that can like eat minutes um, with that second unit and gives you a rest. And then God forbid, if he gets hurt, you definitely want a backup. And then Pirtle's like, he's always been pretty solid from what I've seen. Um, I don't know if his price is worth it to give up certain things. I know the Clippers can match salary, but I, I am a fan of, I think he's probably be the number one center on my list, not free agent signing. Um, yeah, and he's not even that. I wouldn't even say he's much worse than Zoo. I think he's right around his level. I yeah. mean, last season he averaged 13 points, nine and a half rebounds, and he but he got five more minutes than Zoo. So those are very similar to Zoo's numbers. Um, do you think? So let's ask. You said the asking price. What are the Spurs asking for? So 
uh, you would need to make salaries match. So I would assume it'd be uh, most likely to me, it would be Marcus Morris or Luke Kennard. I don't know how much um, the Spurs would want Marcus Morris. I think he let, I'm pretty sure he committed to them. One yeah. Day, yeah. Uh, and then afterwards uh, decommitted and went to like New York. So New I don't York, know yeah. if they're like still sour over that. They might be. And then I also saw some of that. They want two first round picks and that's not worth it for Jakob Pertl. So um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. That's why that's like a pipe dream to me. But um, it would be a great thing if the Clippers could pull it off. And do you think, I mean, when 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 are the Clippers next first round picks that they have? Do we even have the 2023 first round pick? Or is that uh, for OKC? I think the next one they could trade is 2027 and 2029, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I believe, or unless it's a Lakers pick. But I know it's a little later because um, you can't trade, what do you call it? I know you can't trade consecutive picks. I'm like terrible at front office, all this stuff. So I seem like a huge fraud right now. I'm but, no be- hey, I'm no better, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we we just like watching basketball. We don't know all the, the logistics stuff to it. But I, if it were me in the front office, I think the front office would think like this too. Like you're not giving up a first round pick unless it's a starter. Yeah. Um, it, let alone a backup big when you're a small ball team. So one little and two, that's why I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, two two first round picks just seems seems a little bit steep. As far as Marcus Morris Senior, yeah, you mentioned it. There were that was a thing, but when he committed to the Spurs in the summer of twenty nineteen, and then yeah. ended up joining the Knicks. And I don't really, if you really think about it from the Spurs side as well, why would they even want Marcus Morris Senior? Luke Kennard, yeah, awesome. Luke Kennard, maybe. I mean, he's a younger player, but. The question is to me, why do you think they want to trade Jakob? You think he, he they're on the they're thinking that he can contribute right now and they're looking for the future because he's not even that old. No, he's he's not. It's just like not old at all. They just traded their best player and yeah. I don't really think that they're not going to be super serious about the season. I know they say like hey, we're not going to endorse tanking, but like you got to call spade a spade like you're not going to be that Definitely. good. Like I don't think Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's a good player, but he's not going to carry them. He's like, their best player. He is. He he <laughs> might be like um, what do you call it? a little OG Ananobi esque? Um, have like a little jump like that. I think he could be really good, but I don't know. I just don't think they're going to compete for much. So they might as well get draft capital while they can. Yeah, one of the comments I keep getting from a guy. Shout out to you if you're listening, but I'm going to bring it up now. He keeps saying he wants the Clippers to go after Jared Vanderbilt, use their tax payer mid-level exception or whatever, go out and get Jared Vanderbilt because he's a big wing that can play small ball five. But I asked him the similar question. I said, is, he, is that the same as what Rocco does for us? And is that even attainable? Because the Minnesota Timberwolves traded a lot. Did Van- Wait, Vanderbilt went to the Jazz, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's um, oh, there you they go. got from Minnesota with uh, Pat Bev, and then um, that's who they got for Rudy, and then the five picks, and then I can't, I'm blanking out on the others. You could tell I'm really bad at transactions. So um, Jared Vanderbilt's on the Jazz right now. Correct. Yeah, that's who he's at. That's that because that's why they're talking about trying to get him because like if you're on Utah right now, you're in purgatory. So like Absolutely. you could be on the move like Bogdan or Bojan Bogdanovich, uh, like. Those guys are all like seemingly um, on the market right now, um, and Clarkson too. So that's why they're trying to get every piece they can. So you think it's attainable? Can the Clippers make the salaries match with Vanderbilt? Uh, I mean, yeah, they they have contracts to make things match, but it's like, do you, 
I, I love like the versatility of the small ball um, with the, all the wings. But I think, like you said, like, is that not something Rocco does? Is that not something um, Nico does? And aren't, they, are they not like a lot better shooters as well? They like, definitely are better shooters than Vanderbilt. Yeah. The, I, for me, like what's their upside? Um, what's his upside over those two, maybe athleticism, but those guys are like more savvy defensively um, in terms of like being in the right spots. Uh, Nico takes like, is one of the best in the league in taking on ball challenges and uh, helping off ball. Rocco's crazy off ball. Um, both good shooters. Um, and plus you have Kawhi PG. Uh, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. You got, you got all these wings. So like you got all this, like, what are you, what are you doing for that? You trade um, look for him. You'll lose uh, shooting. Uh, granted, you'll probably, you'll get younger, more athleticism, more speed, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think that's worth it. I don't, to me, I don't think the Clippers need to make a move unless it's like you can get a center without gutting something that's uh, important to you. So I, I guess his angle would be we're all talking about getting rid of Marcus Morris. Uh, let me ask you that yeah. question real quick. Where do you stand on the Marcus Morris thing? Do you think that his presence on this team is a little bit redundant and where he and it's confusing where he falls? Or do you think we really are going to need him this season? Um, it's a little redundant. Done. I know people get on him for like, um, and I'm not one of those. I think Marcus has yeah, done a lot for us, but but I do feel as though we have enough scoring and shot creators on this team. Yeah, I think. I mean, think about it. we. You're going to get Kawhi back. Um, PG is going to be playing. Uh, John Wall is going to dominate more touches, and then on top of that, you got Norm Powell, who's averaging 20 a game last year, and then you have uh, Muck, who honestly last year was like, in my opinion, it was his best year in years um just because he i thought he really stepped up when everyone was like injured and out he was his mid-range was like really efficient even contested oh yeah um, he had some really good game even the play-in bro he left it all out there the very last game like it was like it was really telling it, it's just like it would be disappointing because he's one of my favorite players on the team he's like one of the few players i have their jersey uh from the wow. current team i i honestly only have him Kawhi and PG, believe it or not. He's really – one thing I'll say about Marcus, man, he's really embraced the Clipper franchise, the yeah. fans, the culture. Like, he really likes being here. And, and that's something you can say about a lot of our players now, which 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 is awesome because it's not what we've been used to as fans. So, from the sound of things, it seems like you want, you want him to stay? Uh, I wouldn't mind. Um, I do think that if it were me coaching – I wouldn't start him. Like, I don't know in the rotation. And if you have no backup five, like you may have to trot him out there. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I really want Nico or Rocco to start. Um, Cause I think both of those guys really complement uh, everything else that's going to be on the court, but I wouldn't mind if he's on the team, but obviously if you can get something for him, you can you know, a little redundant, but I, I have no problems either way. Yeah. I, 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 I went with Nico as my starter pick alongside yeah. why Paul Zubats and one of the point guards, but yeah, we're, we're going to have to see what happens. So I guess the takeaway here is that this Yaka Pertle asking price is a little too steep. I would yes. not, if you're a Clipper fan, listen to this. I would not expect the Clippers to make the move there. Jared Vanderbilt. We'll see again. John makes some decent points. It could, they could feel it's a little redundant with what we have with Rocco and Nico. So I wouldn't put my money on it. Would I be disappointed to see Jared Vanderbilt get traded for Marcus Morris? Not at all, because you could always use more. De you could always use another wing that plays defense. So I'm never going to say no to that. But coming up, we're going to look at potential other scenarios. Are there any other bigs 
that could come in for the Clippers because it seems like they're set everywhere else. So we're going to be getting into that coming up. But again, some words from our folks at Bet Online. The 2022 World Cup is fast approaching and is almost upon us. The biggest event in all of sports and your boy will be at week number one. So here's some of my betting advice. Iran and England, first game. I know what you're thinking. Powerhouse versus a team that, uh, you know, when it comes to soccer, people don't talk about. But Iran has impressed in these tournaments of late. It is the draw. The money line is plus 440 for a draw in the opening game. And I would smash that one because Iran just got their old coach back. And he is a defensive tactician. So I would not put it past them to get either a 0-0 or 1-1 draw in that first game with adrenaline running high. You can make some of that money. Remember, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so now we are going to look at potential other potential ones. Jakob Pertl seemed like too much of an asking price. So you got any other ones, any potential other backup bigs that the Clippers could make work with a Marcus Morris going out the door? I have a couple. Um, there's like some realistic ones and then some unrealistic ones. Um I think, to me, one I would like, which is probably not realistic, is uh, Morris or Luke for Rashawn Holmes. Um, And then you'd have to throw in, like, one of the lower salary guys, like Sam Merrill, in there. Um, I like Holmes. High energy. He has a nice floater in the paint. You don't need him to start. Even if I think – if Zoo does miss time somehow, I think he's a good big body to have there in his starting experience. Um, I like him. And I would say one other one. I would like is um, maybe Nerlens Noel from Detroit. Uh, you would have to give take on Corey Joseph's contract as well uh, for Morris or Luke. So I kind of like that. They have three decent centers. They have Isaiah Stewart, uh, Jalen Duran, their young guy, and then uh, Noel. So someone's not going to be in the rotation or one of them's going to have to step out and hit threes and be a four. So I think to me, those two, there are others. But I want to know what you think on uh, those ones. Let's start with the first one. You said, um, who you say? Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. So I've always actually been a fan of Rashawn Holmes. I used to call him uh, Baby Montrez because he's really good at that push shot and he's very exactly. aggressive. But I'd say he's a little, I'd say he's a little better on defense. Maybe not as good offensively as as Montrez was. But that would be amazing. So what do you, what does it take to, to make that happen? Could we just trade? You said senior and Luke Kennard. Uh, one one or the other, and then you would have to take on like one of their young guys' salaries, like Sam Merrill. But it's like okay, like, that's uh, fine. Yeah. I would pre- definitely pref- obviously prefer Marcus to go. But the thing is, now you think, what does that do for Sacramento? Although, although I, I mean, are they a team that lacks scoring? I mean, they could use maybe some scoring, but I don't know yeah. if that's a good move for them. Yeah, I I, I mean, they got what Fox, and then Mitchell, Sabonis, and then they got uh yeah Sabonis. So it's like. Now you have like a four next one, but they also got um, Keegan Murray, the shooter, um, who I thought was like really good. He's like Chris Middleton, like so they have all this scoring. Uh, they got like an engine on offense in Sabonis, and they have a downhill guy in Fox. So it's like I to me, they would probably want Luke instead. 
mm-hmm. in my opinion. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think know. most teams, if they had to choose right now, would yeah. Luke. But let's see. I mean, I'm looking at their their numbers right now. Yeah, 27th of 30 in defensive rating last season, but they were also 25th of 30 in offensive rating. So they just weren't good at anything, really, statistically. So yeah. mm, I, I don't see it happening per se, but as you no. said, that's an optimistic one. It would be great. I mean, if the Clippers got Rashawn Holmes as a backup, I mean, they're in business. But then the other the other one you said, Nerland's Noel would be great. I mean, he had some decent, some really solid years in in New York recently. They called him the, the Nerland's Wall. <laughs> um what would it take for that one? Senior Luke Kennard again? Uh, senior or Luke, and then you would have to take on maybe Corey Joseph's uh, money. So you would have essentially four point guards on your yeah. roster. And, and so they, I, I don't know if they likely. can like, them or, or not, but yeah, I would I would like that, that deal. It would be amazing. But it's unlikely, right? To, I mean, Corey Joseph, with all the point guards that we have, as you said, you might have to get waived, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't see that happening with bringing in Corey Joseph at all. What do you think? Yeah, I, to me, the incentive is like they would want to get off money. Um, and that's the only thing I could think of. And then, um, I want to say like the, they have a log jam at the five, so it's and they have three guys deserving of playing, like, and they just drafted a big endurance, so I think yeah. they would want to get him minutes. I think Stewart is like good for them, he's like a poor man's Ben Wallace, from what I've seen. Like, what I've seen is like a small five, but he has like so much energy, he's crashing, he does have a lot of energy. He's yeah. a good offensive rebounder. He's definitely going to be one of their pieces to stay for the season. Yeah, yeah. And then like Nerlens Noel, I liked his production. I think I think at one point he said that he left clutch, like he wanted the Clippers reached out to him or something, but then he didn't know because they didn't they wouldn't relay the information to him. So I think he did separate with his agent for that. For um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I swear I think I've seen that somewhere. There was a whole clutch controversy with Noel though. There was. Yeah, I don't know if it like. Yeah, it's clutch is weird, bro. They they Marcus Morris dipped out before yeah. San Antonio that Nerlens Noel couldn't uh, talk with the Clippers, so maybe maybe finally one of their guys like comes to us. So you the Clippers don't need to put Mark in this hypothetical for Nerlens Noel. Don't have to put in Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard, right? Just one of them. Just one, yeah. It's his contract's not like that. It's you would have to take more money because his contract's a little less. Mm. So that's why I'm saying you have to take on Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph, right? Yeah, let's just then you create another log jam at the one. It's it's funny you bring up Detroit because both Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris have formerly yeah. played for the Pistons. But would I think honestly they wouldn't be too opposed to bringing Luke Kennard back? I think that around Kate Cunningham would be good. But senior, I mean, I don't think you honestly think he would help get some buckets. But yeah, do they really want that. That that's the question. I mean, that's a real question for me: is which teams want a Marcus Morris senior? Which teams need scoring and want shooting? Because there are teams that would want that. I just can't think of which ones off the top of my head. Really, Brooklyn maybe. Like, I mean, they have Ky- they have Kyrie, KD, but they're um, TJ Warren now though. Yeah, they they have like yeah they have a little more wing. Because I'm thinking of their last roster, they were just a bunch of small guards. Yeah, now they have Joe Harris is coming back too. Yeah, Joe Harris running KD, and then like Ben Simmons is gonna be like point forward for them. Uh, they got Claxton, so like they got they got a little more size now. Royce O'Neal, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I think a team will. Marcus Morris can be used on a team. Like it, he's not he's not finished at all. At all, he's still he's still a good player. It's just I just don't think it's what the Clippers necessarily need this season. But there are, I mean, he is a still a very good player. You know what's a team that I think could really use him. 
Yeah. The Lakers. <laughs> they they can oh, get all the shooting and scoring they could get. Yeah. They do you think they would do a trade that would I don't think those teams are doing trades anymore that'll help each other. This isn't like this isn't magic and yeah. Rob Polinka, like together. Yeah. It's just oh, no, I, I don't think it's gonna happen at all. But I was just saying that that's a team that clear cut I can think of, they could use him right now. Yeah, and then it helps AD go to the five, and then they get scoring. They got LeBron, they got Russ, like Pat Beth. <laughs> they, they they do need something, but I don't I I don't see that. It's it's weird, like how the market is. That's why I find it hard. That's why I think that they're either going to sign Moses Brown um, or get someone else. But I do like how they went young on the backup mm-hmm. center to get more potential um, than some like vet. But I think there's still plenty of serviceable guys not signed yet. So I I don't have any uh, pessimism that they'll figure it out. Yeah, the Detroit Pistons also have Marvin Bagley and Kelly Olynyk still. And I just looked at their numbers for the season. 28th in offensive rating, 24th in defense. So it's a 20th in offensive rating. Could always do some scoring with Marcus Morris, but we'll see. Any any last uh, potential trades you, you can think of that may work? Um, I'm thinking maybe one that I also wanted, but it's not going to be like uh, that great is like Mason Plumlee from the Hornets, but they the salaries wouldn't work if you were to give up uh, Morris or Luke, they would have to throw in Kai Jones or Jalen McDaniels, who they both probably like and who are young. So Jalen McDaniels that, for for sure they like. I I doubt they would throw that in. And then like there's one for the Pacers, you could um, get Tice for Tice Morris. is a decent backup. He he's exactly what we could need a ten ten yeah. minutes a game t- type of deal. He just stretched the floor a little bit and then yeah. like just a tiny bit and then um I don't know. It doesn't always have to be one for one. I, mm-hmm. I assume that you could be three ways. That's what I hate about proposing trades. Is like yeah, it's, there's so many that. scenarios. It's just it's not my cup of tea per se either. You know. Yeah, that I don't know. I, that's why I'm talking with with it. Like PG, I didn't even I didn't even think the Thunder would accept a trade like for those two players until you think about like draft compensation. But you don't even think about that stuff. Yeah. Trade. So we'll see what happens. So overall. I think it seems like the takeaway is none of these trades are likely and they're definitely worth it for the Clippers, but they don't seem to make sense for the other side very much. Yeah. And we're like biased towards it. So we're like, just do it. Like, like yeah, exactly. But we're, we're trying to look at it from both sides and we're looking at it from both sides. It doesn't seem too attractive for the other side. Uh, I think, as you said, going after a guy like a white side or a Tristan Thompson as just like the last roster spot of free agency is probably the move. And by the way, Clipper fans, if you're listening and you've, Followed the last couple of episodes, Cody Zeller, who was one of the names that Asher saw, thought maybe was decent, just got taken off the board by you. Was it Utah, Utah that signed him? Utah. Yeah, Utah. Utah signed him. So again, my preferred pick, even though I was never a huge fan of his game, was Hassan Whiteside, just because he has a reputation for blocking shots, and he averaged eight points and seven boards last season. So off the bench, so I wouldn't think that's terrible. I'm not but, a fan of him either, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not either. I, he has he has offensive deficiencies. But easy seems like yeah a little bit, but I do I do like that shot blocking thing. I I would I think I would like Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. like, but yeah, it, like reunite with Ty Lue, like who he won championship with. He, he was like be a star in the role, crashes the glass, like vet, been there before, won a ring. So I, I would like Tristan Thompson if Moses Brown doesn't work out. And the Clippers do not need much out of this guy that we're talking about. Whoever no. the backup center is, they really don't need that much. You know the Clippers are going to go small a lot. And Zoo, who 
knock on wood, has had some of the best availability history for the Clippers in recent years. Hopefully that continues and he has the best season of his career because that's what it's going to need. That's what it's going to require for the Clippers to win a championship. Going to need the best season out of Zoo. But something exciting that just happened with the Clippers, a new, or should I say an old, friend in terms of watching the games. The Clippers just released a big announcement, and we're going to be talking about that coming up. All right, to close out the show, the seven-year-old Clipper fan in me heard some awesome news the other day, and that was that the Clippers, your LA Clippers on local on local television, are returning to KTLA 5. For those unfamiliar, a local channel that you don't even need a big cable package for. It's on the most basic cable package. Basically, everybody gets it if you have it, if you have cable of any sort in LA. So for those that didn't have Bally Sports, how, there's how many games did they say they're going to give on, on KTLA? Uh, I think all four preseason games, and then there's 11 regular season games. Okay, so not that much. So 11 out of, out of 82 11 times you'll be able to see the Clippers, even if you don't have Valley Sports. Uh, how are you feeling about this? I know you were a Clipper fan when we used to play on KTLA. Some nostalgia in, in here? Yeah, bro. I feel like that was like when I was a kid. So I remember, like, I think road, maybe road games was it that they would play KTLA? Or there, was maybe... no, there was no differentiation. But like oh, the there was, oh, I'm thinking of the Lakers. They were on KCAL on road games. Correct. Okay. Lakers were, used to do road games on KCAL 9, home games on FSN West. Clippers, I don't remember how they chose which games were on KTLA. Yeah. But they used to just split it up. But I do remember that. That, like, takes me back to, like, Elton Brand, Corey McGetty, Q Ross, Sam Cassell. Like, the, that's, like, when you first started. That's when I first started going to games, 2006. So, it's, like, me too. that's when I first started thinking about that. I remember, like, Al Thornton, of all people. Like, yeah. back in the day, like, Ricky Davis, like, at one point. Like, that. these are yeah, all just, like, random yeah. players. That's when I think of KTLA. So, it's, like, insane. Like, the most hype year. Um in Clippers history and they're going back to the channel that we became fans from. So I'm, I think it's a good omen. I'm excited. I have to download like the KTLA app because I don't have cable. So And the yeah. channel, the streaming thing I have doesn't even have KTLA for some reason. So I'm excited. I think you guys can download KTLA and watch it live. I think. That's don't the thing. Don't you have to have, don't you have to have a cable provider though or not? Well, dog, I, I like have direct TV stream. So like, I, they better like I'm like I'm in SoCal, man. I used to yeah. watch these, so I think I think I'm good. Yeah, I mean you can still stream Bally Sports on the Bally Sports app, given your provider and KTLA. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you are not in LA, and this means absolutely nothing to you, you're not in SoCal. Um, illegal streams or NBA League Pass. By the way, NBA League Pass de are decreasing their prices in half, yeah. They're cutting their prices in half this season for every single team. It's only $100, which is a, a bargain deal, in my opinion, compared to what it's been throughout my life. You can watch every Clipper game, every game of any team, and you can watch them after they happen. So if you want to go back or you missed a game, that's the best part about it. That's the way I abused it in college because it was tough to watch games on weekends especially, but I used to always run it back and watch. So KTLA, exciting times. But any last words on KTLA before I want you to let them know where they can find you? Um. I don't know. I'm excited, man. All four preseason games. Um, so, like, that, that's a good debut for KTLA. Like, we're all going to be excited to watch. I don't care who plays. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to say about Kawhi next Friday. Like, it's that close. Media uh, day? Yeah. Or next Monday's media day. And then mm -hmm. next Friday is the game. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I'm curious to what's going to happen. I swear I saw, like, Law Murray from The Athletics say 
that they're expecting him to play preseason. So I want to see that. Um, so, yeah, I'll be tuned into these preseason games. I'm glad KTLA got that. But, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, and by the way, I'm going to remind people, and what Chuck Mockler said when he came on the podcast may be true. The Clippers have really been posting Kawhi a lot. So if they're just – if they're posting him and he's not going to play, that doesn't seem very Clipper-like. I feel like they're teasing him for a reason. So I hope we're right on that. But let them know where they can find you all throughout the season. John's going to be doing content for, for his stuff, and you can find it. He's always putting in the time and putting in the work, and he has a good eye for the game. Let them know where they can find your stuff. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, you could follow me on Twitter. I'm at courtside underscore clips. Uh, I'll do like live tweets. I'll make game threads after game. If I'm not busy at work the next day. Um, that's where I tweet my articles as well for last word on sports. And then I'll tweet out my podcast for clips nation on that too. So yeah, follow me there. Courtside underscore clips. I follow back a good amount of people. As long as you don't look like a bot and you have some sort of followers, um, then I'll hit you back with a follow, but catch me there. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. And of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. And you can also find me on YouTube at Dime Dropper. It's just Dime Dropper now. So make sure you check it out. And of course, as we always say, the age old proverb, go Clippers. <laughs>